podcast, where we are becoming better DJs through passion and purpose. And now your host, David Michael. Hey, welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, David Michael, and it is August 21st, 2017, day of the total eclipse of the sun for most of us here on planet Earth. I know a lot of our viewing audience is going to be in the what they call the totality zone today, getting the full view of the eclipse. Just want to give a reminder, even though you've probably heard it a thousand times by now, please do not stare directly at the sun. Be safe as you view the eclipse today if you're hearing this uh, the day it's published. Make sure that you are wearing approved safety glasses if you're staring up at the sun because we talk a lot about protecting our ears, but we don't ever talk about protecting our eyes, and so this is one time to be mindful of that. If you are like me and didn't get in on the Uh, safety glasses thing on time, you can actually go to nasa.gov and print out little pinhole projectors that are kind of neat, which will allow the light from the eclipse to shine through and will project it down onto the ground or whatever surface you're looking at and show you what that picture looks like. And you can also, of course, view a live stream of the total eclipse at nasa.gov. So have fun today and be safe. But the round object that we'll be discussing more today on the show is the Camelot Wheel, because we'll be bringing you our interview with James from Mixed in Key. Now, we'll be talking about harmonic mixing, which basically is just the idea of playing tracks which are in the same key or compatible keys with each other. You know, as DJs, we're often very rhythm-focused, but this kind of puts the emphasis on the melody and the harmony, you know, what's going on in the track in that respect and mixed in key is a piece of software which will help you key your tracks and tag them so that you can avoid key clashes and nasty dissonance that you don't necessarily want when you're mixing two tracks that just don't sound right together this will help you find the right ones to mix together in that way and they have a best in industry key detection algorithm so you can check them out at mixedinkey.com but before we get to that interview I just have a little bit of housekeeping to do we are migrating off of SoundCloud as our podcast host so if you only follow us through SoundCloud we would recommend that you subscribe to us through some other method whether that's your podcast app on your iPhone or Android device You know, if you're already subscribed in that way, you shouldn't have to do anything. This has already happened, so if you didn't notice, no problem. Just keep on going. One thing that may have happened as sort of a uh, a side effect is that a lot of the episodes, you know, it might have marked episodes as new that you'd already listened to before. So if that happened to you, I apologize. Uh, That's my bad. But other than that, everything should just keep on working. But if it doesn't, please just resubscribe. We are going to keep on putting these episodes up on SoundCloud until the end of the year because we do have an active subscription, but uh, stuff's just getting a little too hairy over there at SoundCloud, and you know we've kind of given them a million chances here, and we feel that uh, it's just a little too unstable over there for us to keep relying on SoundCloud, so we will keep dual publishing for a while, but we recommend that you subscribe elsewhere, so if you want to get future important updates like this you know just in case anything crazy ever happens of course you can always sign up for the vip list which is just our email newsletter where i send out stuff like this occasionally as well as other stories and news and tips for djs you can do that at passionatedj.com and just click the little banner on top and put your email address in and you will get these kind of updates in the future now coming soon I'll be releasing my big annual update to our controller guide. So if you are in the market for a DJ controller, but you're not really sure where to aim and what to buy, this is a great guide to help you out because what I do is I break down the top controllers in several different price categories so that you can kind of compare them and just get a top level update without digging super deep into each one just to kind of compare them and to know what to look for when you're shopping for a controller and all that kind of stuff. So I usually release a big update to this every year and then I release a new newly recorded audio version on the podcast to go along with it so that will be coming up very soon and I think you're going to like the update to this guide I've done I'm having a lot of fun with it I'm adding some visuals and some nice stuff that are just make it a little more interactive a little 
easier on the eyes, uh, a lot easier to browse through. So check that out. We'll have that coming soon. And then just once again, don't forget, we do have a Passionate DJ merch store now. So if you want to support us by showing our logo, or if you just want to check out our cool exclusive designs like the Deep Houses for Lovers t-shirt or the Coexist t-shirt, which is kind of a uh, based on that uh, bumper sticker that you might have seen before that says Coexist with all the religious symbols. This is sort of a DJ equivalent to that. Just kind of different things that spread our message of, you know, uh, inclusion and collaboration over competition and just love for music and DJing. So check that out at PassionateDJ.com. Click the button that says store and uh, show us some love. Now, I promised you last week that I would get to a couple of hardware updates which didn't make it into last week's hardware update show. Now, our audio editor slash co-host, Trip Turlington... Uh, is unfortunately recovering from surgery and so we kind of had to preload that episode and record it ahead of time and of course as soon as we did that a bunch of new hardware announcements came out so I'm just going to give you the updates on that to uh, not leave you in the dark (laughs) see what I did there on eclipse day anyway (laughs) so after we recorded last week's show Rain announced a bunch of cool stuff they announced the Rain 12 which is a scratch battle controller for Serato DJ. Now it basically looks like a turntable without a tone arm. It'll be available in the fourth quarter. It's going to be $799 US. And it's basically just a deck controller designed to emulate a vinyl turntable. It's got a full size 12 inch platter um, and it is adjustable between 33 and 45 RPM. One unit can be used to control up to four decks. It's got a dedicated button just for that purpose to switch between whichever deck you're controlling. Uh, in the tone arm spot, there's like a multifunction touch strip, and you can use that to scrub tracks and stuff in the way that we're kind of getting used to from controllers, but it also allows you to access up to eight hot cues. So there's like little RGB or LED indicators above the touch strip that show you which hot cue you're triggering. It's kind of a neat multifunction use for the touch strip. It is in a battle-style layout, so if you think of a piece of paper, maybe you're using your printer and you do portrait versus landscape, this will be portrait mode. So it'll be tall and skinny. Uh, The tone arm, where it would normally be, would be in the back, you know, where the back of the mixer is and everything. And uh, that's where all the connections are. So they're kind of almost forcing you to use it in battle style because that's really what this is meant for is kind of battle DJs, scratch DJs, competition, that kind of thing. Uh, The cool thing about this controller is that you don't have to worry about skipping, you don't have to worry about whacking the tone arm, uh, no wow and flutter, no replacing needles, none of that stuff. However, it can't be used as a standalone deck. It doesn't have a built-in sound card or anything like that. And of course it can't be used to play actual vinyl records. It's clearly geared towards that competition market, and it's part of a new whole battle-ready system that Rain is coming out with, which also includes the Rain 72. Now, this is a new two-channel DJ mixer from Rain, and they're obviously aiming right for Pioneer's new DJM S9, which has kind of become the battle mixer standard. It's very similar to the S9, but it includes an onboard color touchscreens 4.3 inches and that's used for the stuff you would expect color waveforms browsing tracks and it also has like a touch effects kind of thing which is pretty neat so it can be used for triggering effects as well it's compatible with serato dj and serato dvs it's got mag 3 faders including the crossfader and this is pretty cool they all actually have adjustable tension It has those little effects paddles, so if if you're familiar with the DJM S9, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's kind of a paddle-looking switch that you can move up or down and can be used for effects purposes. It's got eight RGB drum pads for each channel, and the touch sensitivity on those is adjustable. And it's also pressure sensitive in that it will give a different result based on how hard you push the button. And that will be available for $18.99 in Q4. Now, Roland is at it again, and they've come out with the DJ202 and the DJ505. Now, if you remember last year, Roland came out with the DJ808, 
and we kind of gave them a hard time about it, but really is a pretty decent, solid controller. And the 505 is sort of the two-deck version of that. It's got the built-in step sequencer across the top, just like the DJ-808, and it's pre-programmed with drum sounds from those legendary uh, TR-808 and 909 drum machines. It's got big old jog wheels, it's got eight performance pads, all the kind of stuff that you expect from an all-in-one controller these days. But the price of $699 puts this one more as a competitor to something like the Pioneer DDJ-RR. Now the 202 is a little more budget-minded. That one comes in at $299, and it might compete with, say, the DDJ-RB. This one eliminates those sequencer buttons that the 505 and 808 have, but you still get access to those drum sounds. You just kind of trigger them via those performance pads instead of like a dedicated thing across the top. You also lose external connectivity, so you can't connect turntables, CDJs, can't use it with timecode, that sort of thing, but comes in at a much more reachable price. Now these devices are kind of interesting because it's, it's sort of further evidence that Serato maybe kind of found a new bed partner with Roland since Pioneer seems to maybe kind of have divorced them and started focusing on like record box specific devices. Um, And as expected, the DJ505 and 202 are both very green. Now Pioneer updated the DJM750 with a Mark II version. Now this is a really nice at-home mixer that I would be giving some serious thought to if I hadn't recently bought in 850. This, I mean, this might just make the perfect home mixer for Pioneer fans. It's got most of the functions of the 900 Nexus 2 um, that home users would care about, but the price tag is only $1199, which for a, a Pioneer four-channel mixer that has super high-quality sound and has all the functionality that this does is actually a really reachable price tag. I'm impressed by that. They moved the color effects onto independent channels, so if you've used an 850 or a 900, it works just like that, where the color effects knobs are per channel. The old 750 was more of an assignable thing. It had one color effects knob, and then you said, I want channel 1 and 3 to use this. This one gives them all independent ones, just like uh, the other mixers. You get professional sound quality. You even get Rekordbox DJ, including DVS, included, which what that means is if you want to use timecode records, all you got to do is buy timecode records, and it'll work. So you've got a license for it right out of the box. Um, it's got a auxiliary send and return, so if you want to hook up an external effects box, something like that, you can do that. And probably what I think is the coolest feature of this mixer is it actually has a send and return that works via USB and what you can do is hook up an iOS device like an iPad and you can add effects to the audio chain that way so you just plug in an iPad or an iPhone to the USB port on top of the mixer and it allows you to use that iOS device as an effects box which is just a super cool idea and uh, I'm really I'm surprised it took this long because that's just a perfect use case for bringing an iPad into the DJ booth. So you could do something like use Pioneer's RMX 1000 app to add effects to your Pioneer DJ setup without spending a bunch of money on an actual RMX 1000. So that's a pretty neat announcement from Pioneer. And then finally, I just wanted to mention... Native Instruments has released a special announcement saying that for a limited time, every Control S4 comes with a license for Tractor Scratch and Timecode Media. So if you're looking to get into a DVS setup and you need some new gear, this might be a great way to do it and get into it for fairly cheap. So I think that's pretty much going to get us up to date, and so I'm going to head us on over to our main topic of harmonic mixing, and the guys and I will be interviewing James Adoruho from the team at Mixed In Key. Enjoy. So we're talking today with James Adoruho. Am I Adoruho? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still yeah, butchering sorry. it. <laughs> He's using that Ohio uh, yeah. accent. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you work in the marketing department for Mixed In Key. And we wanted yeah, to, uh, we're wondering if you could just give us just a brief introduction of kind of who you are and, and your involvement with Mixed In Key and then just kind of the, the quick description of what 
mixed in key is and what it can do for DJs, and then we'll kind of dive in from there. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. Well, first off, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, you guys do some great podcasts. I've uh, listened to a couple of them whenever I can. So uh, I know you just surpassed the number 100 episodes, right? Hey, so it's, hey. it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching. <laughs> it's not everyone that does, you know. You guys do, like, deliver great content to the community, so that's that's awesome. Thank you. Thank uh, you. So about myself, um, I started working at Mixing Key less than a year ago, pretty much, and uh, I started doing customer service stuff and then I started doing some marketing stuff right now so that's what I'm doing um, from Brazil you guys can tell by the accent I guess <laughs> <laughs> I used to live in the States for uh, about 10 years uh, we're about moving back here to yeah it's in Orlando okay. I used to live in Orlando area. yeah and uh, so I went to like high school college everything like in the States so oh, cool. it was a pretty good time um, so yeah, I used to DJ, uh, I still DJ a little bit, but it's not like my full-time profession right now, but I used to do a lot more before, so, uh, and produce music as well, so, um, yeah, so that's, uh, and then right now I'm just uh, focusing more on mixing key and, you know, uh, doing stuff for the DJ community. Okay, so Mixed and Key has been around for a number of years now, but, you know, we have DJs of all ages and all different stripes, and so for those who aren't entirely familiar, could you kind of give us the, the description of what Mixed and Key is and, and why DJs might be interested in, in using it to uh, work on their Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Mixed and Key has been around for about 11 years right now. Uh, so, yeah, so we've been in business for 11 years, I think it was 2005, 2006, 2006, when... Uh, Yakov founded the, the company. Uh, it was Mixi Key basically detects the key of the songs for you guys, for DJs, uh, the cue points, the energy level, BPM. And I know it's been like we've been been detecting everything pretty much lately, <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it does automatically for you. So it saves a lot of time when you're preparing for your DJ set. Makes your set sound more professional because it avoids key clashes um, if you're doing harmonic mixing. So that's pretty much what uh, Mixing Key does. We have like users from all over the place, um, famous DJs like David Guetta is like a big a fan of Mixing Key, okay. Pete Tong, you know. And then we have like, you know, the overall community, uh, a lot of DJs, you know, e even when they're like starting um some old school djs use it as well so it's not only you know the new generation we have a lot of old users uh, as well so it's 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 cool okay so uh which types of djs can use it as far as uh you know what platform they're on pc and mac uh, what type of music they play all that kind of stuff like who is this for yeah, so as far as platforms you can use on a pc or mac so you know both um, as far as genres, it's uh, pretty much any genre because it detects the key of the songs. Or like, we found that a lot of hip hop uh, DJs were using it to uh, and producers to detect the sample, the key of their samples. Oh, you know, so uh, they they just do like this whole analysis and then go to the studio with. Uh, you know uh, the key analyzed to produce music, so yeah, it's it's pretty much you know an all encompassing genre. So yeah, it's interesting that yeah, you bring that up because I was just in a, a conversation with uh, another producer just a couple of weeks ago, where he said life hack number three thousand nine hundred forty-two. He said <laughs> use mixed in key to uh, to analyze all of your samples, and then that way, anytime you're writing, you can go grab something that is either in the uh, fundamental or something within the the uh, the, the key that you're uh, or the scale that you're writing in. And I was like, yeah, that's a game changer. I never yeah. even considered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when I first started DJing, uh, the guy who's giving me all the tips, all the you know uh, tools that I needed, like at the beginning, that was the first thing he told me. You know, get mixing key, get platinum notes. And since then, I've been using it, you know, like all the time, pretty much. So I've been a fan 
way before I started working for Mix and Key. So that's, you know, that I'm pretty right? biased right now, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that certainly helps when you've got the passion behind the product, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Can I ask what kind of uh, DJing platform you use, like Rekordbox or Tractor or? Uh, right now I'm using Flow because it's our product. But oh, right. uh, okay. before I used to use um, Tractor a lot. Okay, so how does mixed in key work with the software or the the platform that the DJ uses as far as music prep and all that? Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. I mean, you just have to detect all the like just drag, drop, and um, drag and drop all the songs to analyze inside mixing key, and mixing key does everything automatically for you. So it detects the key and then transfer all that information to the file. So whenever you drag the file into your favorite DJ software, such as like Tractor, Serato, or Virtual DJ, or, or Flow. Record Bass. <laughs> well, or Flow. The <laughs> 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 Flow actually analyzes the, the songs as well. So it does both. So it, it detects the key and the energy level of the songs. So Flo it does right. that as well. So it writes to the, the music files, like the MP3s or whatever taggable music Flo, format yeah flow doesn't write to the file it writes like it has its own database okay. but mixing key does both though it, it writes to the file and we have our own database file so got you so if somebody say i tag like uh all right i gotta be careful my terminology say i analyze mm -hmm. a playlist of like 20 songs in mixed in key and i put those 20 yes. songs on a thumb drive and give them to mo will they still be keyed and all that? And yes. what, what all transfers? Do the, the cue points that are set by mixed and key transfer as well, or is that built into the database? It, it, it's a separate because we use the the collection file from tra Tractor okay. or Serato. Gotcha. So that's different. So the cue points are different. But for the key and the energy level, all the ID3 tags, those are on the, on the file themselves. So. I'm actually kind of glad to hear that because I was afraid that, that you would have competition between software there otherwise right <laughs> well i think no, with something no. like this it's good to leave it agnostic because otherwise you'd be kind of cutting yourself off is that part of your marketing strategy is to make sure that you weren't eliminating any particular brand of software or particular user yeah yeah pretty much i mean we're like we're friends with all the companies in the industry you know so um they some of the so their software does key detection as well you know so it's uh, it helps the user, so if it helps the user, we are happy. We're like, we're like kind of different because we use like a different user interface. It's it's a completely different program from like Tractor and Serato, so it's it's different. Does anybody? Just, I don't want yeah. to take the mic. No, all the mic. Right. Right. Yeah, we got okay. right ahead. No, when you're saying the way it looks, uh, just me personally, I think it's a lot easier on the eyes. Um, yeah. Because it's not so yeah. contrasty. It's not all black right. and white. There's lots of colors in there. So looking at it initially as a user, yeah. it's yeah. like mixed in key yeah. and Ableton are easy on the eyes. And everything else, right. is, everything <laughs> else is brutal. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so w when mixed in key analyzes, is is analyze the right terminology there? Is that what you guys use? The word. Yeah. Analyze? Yeah. Okay. When when you guys when the software analyzes uh, a bunch of tracks, and then it writes all the tags and does all that. Um, what does it actually tag? What's the notation, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Oh, the Camelot will. Okay, yeah, so we have like Camelot. Camelot will notation that we also can tag like the traditional notation as well. Okay. But um, most of the users prefer the Camelot will notation because it's a lot easier, you know, for them to understand, especially if you're not like a pro in like music theory. Yeah, so, I, was, I was just t explaining it to uh, a musician friend of mine um, who's in town visiting, and I was trying to tell him it, what we were doing beforehand, and um, so I was trying to explain to him the, the you know the Camelot wheel, and I said you know we've got this software because you know him as a musician he understands the Camelot wheel with all the keys yeah. all going around the wheel. But then when I told him, uh -huh. but, you know, the way we DJs use it, you know, it's numbered and lettered. So I said, you know, that way we yeah. know, you know, we can increase a number yeah, or we can down. up or yeah. down, yeah. you know, uh, a letter. And he was all like, 
what? <laughs> yeah, if, if you tell somebody who plays an instrument, it's basically the circle of fifths. The circle then of fifths, oh, exactly. Okay, yep, then, yep. then that's their, they that, have something to grab onto there. Exactly, exactly. Um, would you mind to explain to us how the, the Camelot system works in a nutshell for, uh, for those who aren't really into music theory and all that kind of stuff, how that can benefit them? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot easier. Like, first of all, like when I started DJing, I didn't know anything about music theory at all. And then when I started using mixing key, it helped me a lot. And it was easy to understand because instead of having things such as C major, F sharp minor, you know, things like that, it has like, a, it's numbered. So 1A through 12A, 1B through 12B. And you know, for example, if you're playing, and each number uh, represents like a key of the scale. So, you know, if you're playing like an 8A song, it, it looks like a clock too. So the, the wheel looks like a, it's like a clock. Okay. Right. So, you know, if you're playing like an 8A, the next song that you play, if you want to play harmonically, you can play an 8A, it will be on the same key, so it'll sound good. You can play an 9A, it'll also sound good, or an 8B. So that's really like easy, it's all like, related keys and you know you know like 8a 9a good 8a 8a is like the same key so it sounds good as well right. or 8b yeah, so or 7a actually so you can play 7a yeah, i was gonna say well. you could go in the opposite direction too yeah yeah you can go up or down or like sideways so it's really easy like to understand the concept you don't have like to know music theory or like like an advanced mode to understand it and it, it, it's good to understand the, the theory behind it because it avoids like key clashes and all this stuff so it's always good to understand the music theory and a lot of djs uh when they start they don't understand like the, the like the keys of their songs like the traditional notation but then after this they start to understand they started to look more into it so it's, yeah. it, it's pretty awesome yeah i don't know about I can speak for myself and maybe Tony, but when we started DJing back in the 90s, all we worried about was the BPM and if <laughs> yeah. it was going to get people on the dance floor. And when I got back into DJing about yeah. six or seven years ago, I started seeing these Camelot wheels and I didn't understand it. And once I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I could hear the difference. I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. So right. yeah, that even with no one, someone with no musical training in, in their background, you know, it was something easy to yes. latch on to. And I want to make sure just to, to help our, our listeners at home who are maybe riding in their cars or whatever, trying to visualize this. We're kind of, like you, uh, James said, it's a, just a circle, looks like a clock, and everything corresponds to a number on the mm -hmm. clock. And there's an inner ring and an outer ring representing the numbers yes. A and the numbers B. So 12A and 12B and so on. And so yep. you can move uh, to an adjacent number, up or down, or within the same number, A or B. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. That's correct, yes. Okay, cool. And um, just kind of going back to the point that you guys were just talking about, um, I am a, a, a trained in piano, and I still find huge benefit in mixed and key myself, even though I have a history with an instrument, because um, it just because it is so speedy, especially with paired with the, the Camelot system. And now, yeah. you know, I so I before I came over here, I tested this with a, a playlist of like 250 songs. It was like 1.2 days worth of music. It took almost exactly 10 minutes to analyze all that, which I thought was pretty good. Right. That's on my five-year-old MacBook. So, um, and I just I suddenly had all these tags, and I just started grabbing them. I'm like, okay, I know this one's compatible, and this one's compatible. I didn't even look at the titles. I just Similar BPM, similar yeah, key, let's try it. And it was, I was amazed at what came out without trying too hard, you know. So I'm like, when yeah, I actually put some prep when, in, this will be amazing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's interesting because when mixing key started, that was actually the point like that Yakov discovered. He was a DJ back then as well, and he was noticing a lot of DJs that were trying to mix like harmonically, and they were using the keyboard to detect the key, <laughs> you know. So they would like take a lot of time sometimes, you know, to try and detect the key when they could be doing other stuff, you know, like yeah. using effects or whatever, you know. That's how so, I used uh, to that's it. how that's how the idea came of building mixing key. You know, having the software that could do that automatically for you. So it, it's pretty awesome. 
that, that that is pretty amazing because I am not a trained pianist. I played saxophone in high school, but like I I I never as a DJ ever 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 put that kind of effort into it. What I did was, you know, uh, you know, when I was record shopping and and when I was practicing at home and all of that, I was just mixing as many records as possible and you know, all of the ones that sounded like crap you know, <laughs> went into a different pile. When it, well, yeah. you know, you just, you just know, okay, record a and record B, I tried that mix. Oh, yeah. and it sounds like Ew. it's off. Yeah. Something yeah. doesn't sound right. Okay. So I never mix those two together and I built, you know, the, the database in my in head, brain, yeah. you know, of, Oh, that one and that one, those don't go together. But you know, this is obviously a lot more efficient. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when, when, so when he got the idea, was there, there like a big calling out for that like was there a lot of demand from other DJs that are saying yes that's a great idea you, you know keep keep pushing on that or uh, was there like a an initial beta test a, a, a test group of, of DJs that were just you know really hammering this because like like I said I mean you know me as somebody who was not trained uh, musically or you know classically in, in any sense like that, you know, like I said, I just, you know, figured that stuff out through trial and error. So I don't know how many DJs are out there that would have, you know, done it with, with the keyboard and, and, and figured that out. Yeah, like when you do something innovative like this, it's always like a risk. Absolutely. That it's, gonna, it's not going to like catch on. But it was, so it's, and sometimes it does. So I think that's what happened with mixing key. You know, uh, we had like, and especially when famous DJs started using it, that's when it actually started like catching on. Awesome. So it, so it was great. The way I kind of looked at it when I did some reading and research is that you guys created a tool that no one really realized that they needed. And once mm -hmm. people ri realized the value in the tool, the value add, like Trip always says on our right, show, right. people just ate it up and dove on it. Yeah, because nowadays it's like such a common tool for DJs that some people, you know, that take for granted sometimes, you know, because we have this tool that does everything for you. Like you don't remember back in the days, you know, how it used to be. So <laughs> right, yeah, getting right. stickers and pens and writing on the labels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it takes a lot of time, preparation. And some people did that, like prepare all the, the DJ sets before and would like analyze the keys like yeah. manually you know so and get it everything like labeled so um, yeah, the, the thing i really like about mixed in key is is just like any other kind of dj tool or software or anything like that it's it's just another tool in your arsenal and you can kind of use it in whatever way is appropriate for you as a dj right so the the initial idea is you have a database or you have a list of keys and you know which keys are either the same key or they are a key that's compatible for some music theory yeah. reason um, so that you can kind of mix those tracks together and make your own sound out of it but you uh, as you, I think you kind of hinted at the beginning there are other techniques and more advanced techniques or you know there might be even a time where you intentionally want to add a little dissonance so you throw in a track that's a little off key or something you know there there are times where that works if you if you have tried it before you kind of cue it in your headphones first and, and stuff yeah. and so you just you you come in armed with all this extra data yeah i mean that's like that that's the point you know to give you more time like more free time during your dj mixing to be more creative mm. you know that's that's the whole point you know because when people were, were back in the days using the keyboard to do this you know it takes time you know like you know, trying to find the key of the song that you're playing and then trying to find the key of the next song that you're going to play. And it's not, and finding the key is not the only thing that, that it matters, you know, because it can be, a song can be in the, on the same key, but not be really relevant to the, to the set at the moment. You right, know? right. I mean, so it can be, you know, you can, ha you can have like a, an EDM song, 8A and then in a hip hop song 8A. It doesn't mean that yeah, you, it doesn't mean it's, it's gonna, gonna work. Count, you know, it's not, it's not. It doesn't mean it's gonna work. You know, so so there are other things to do, Jane, other than just you know uh, finding the key of the track or the energy level and things like that. But mixing keys there to help you know you know with that. 
Well, can, can we, well, before we move on to that, I, I, I want to give you a chance to brag on the algorithm a little bit because Mixed and yeah. Key has been in this game for over a decade now. But nowadays, yes. you know, other DJ software has been kind of adding this kind of functionality on. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about these other software companies adding that functionality? And is it different than what Mixed and Key does? Well, they have a different algorithm, you know. And then, I mean, all I can say is that uh, our, our algorithm has been tested, you know, year after year by independent studies. And we've been like the number one that we've got more uh, songs corrected, you know, like the, the, the key uh, detection would be like the highest percentage at all the time. So, as far as accuracy? You know, sorry? You're talking as far as accuracy? Accuracy, yes. Yeah. So, so it's been it's been, you know, good. I mean, I'm glad that they're you know, uh, including key detection on the software as well. So it means that it's something that they find important. Right. So that's cool. And they've been improving too on their key detection algorithm. So, so um, our listeners span the scope of the uh, the DJ space. So we have people that don't DJ and want to DJ. People that just under like DJ culture. We have brand new DJs, we have old school DJs. So for the brand new DJ in this game, what is it that you offer them in, in your product that's going to help them become better DJs? Well, uh, with the harmonic mixing, it helps a lot because it's a technique that when I first learned, when I, you know, when I first started DJing, I can tell by personal experience that before I started using mix and key. My mixes were like kind of, you know, shaky, of course, <laughs> because uh, and because like I would put some songs together that didn't really fit well harmonically. When I go back and listen to the mixes, like I was like, wow, you know, that's like clashing over here. And you know, when you the people can hear, you know, even even if they don't know exactly what's wrong with the the transition and everything they they know it sounds bad you know because they don't know to they don't have to know music theory to know if something is sounding good or bad that's what i was gonna you know? say is that like going back to my example of um you know me just doing a bunch of trial and error to find things that i thought sound right um yeah and i'm using that in air quotes but so i, I think to properly answer mo's question you kind of have to come back to the definition of harmonic mixing so like, like how how would how would you define that in in mixed in keys terms? Like, like for somebody who who isn't familiar with that uh, style of DJing or this technique of DJing, um, how how would you define that? Well, harmonic mixing is basically it's like a technique that you can of mixing multiple like two or more songs that are in the same key or related keys, so they sound good together harmonically. You know, and um, and so and the main point is to avoid key clashes because they don't sound good. So that's that's how it helps DJs a lot. With right. This. So for anybody that that's listening at home that that may not uh, totally get this, you know, if you if you imagine like a a guitar or or a keyboard. And if you just start mashing your hands down, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, at a, you know, in a random fashion, you, you it may or it may not sound good. But, you know, there that's the reason that there are, you know, 12 keys, you know, or and, and all sure. of the, you know, all of that. So there's um, there are keys and fundamentals and chords within all of that. So some notes and chords when they are paired together sound natural within uh, you know when they are all played together so uh to take that up to a more macro level when you're djing and you're djing with you know a, a a complete song or pieces of songs you know when those all when all of those elements all fit within the same scale then they sound better together naturally because they are playing in that same in that in the same with the same rules as music theory for somebody who is writing music or playing an instrument. Right. So, and you can kind of, you know, when you bring that into the realm of say dance music, then you kind of can end up with two songs overlaying each other that both are fairly busy, 
but it's it's yeah. almost like you're creating a mashup on the fly and it all sounds like it's supposed to be there right. because the keys complement yes. each other right um as another for instance you know rather than thinking of it as a, just a straight up mashup um you know one thing about Tony and I kind of play the same way in this regard where we like to really take our time take our time getting somewhere mm-hmm. and so it's really easy if you're playing like techno and house to play a lot of long intros of just drums over top yeah. of each other you know and this kind of gives you a way to like drag things out with having without having a big peak moment but have that in between stuff be a lot more interesting because right, there's right. a lot more stuff going on in there than just oh, techno than just drums. A, right yeah. right right the last 32 oh, over the first for 32 yeah. <laughs> so, for, so for the second part of my question with our answering to the other half of our demographic who have been djs for a while um a lot of us cling on like with a death grip to how we do things so for someone who's been DJing for a while and decides to use mixed in key, what is the biggest piece that you can say? Don't be scared of this. You know, what would you tell those people? It's because it's basically doing the same thing that you were doing before, you know? So if you're, if you're like a trained musician, like, um, like you are, you know, um, you know, you're still, you're still detecting the key. You're still mixing harmonically, but it, it's doing the job for you. You know, on that regard, so it's saving your time. You know, to do other things, to get creative with other stuff on your mixing. You know, and it's you know, it's it's really a matter of personal choice too, because mixing key is not for everyone, of course. You know, there are people that prefer not to use it. So, sure. Um, but it it helps a lot of people. You know, especially um, you know if you're just starting DJing and if you've been DJing uh, for a while it saves a lot of time, you know, like, mm-hmm. like David Guetta, you know, he's been DJing for like forever <laughs> and he still uses mixing key. He uses Odyssey, like he uses Odyssey too sometimes. So it's, you know. Sure. And, and, and to your point, I mean, it's like you said, if it's something that you are already doing anyway, if as a, as a DJ, you know, if you put on that record or, or play that MP3 and you key it once off of your keyboard and then you mark it, well, then it's marked. You know, so even if you do it manually or mixing key goes and labels everything for you, you still have to know what to do with those. Yeah, exactly. Like you still have to apply your knowledge in order to make something sound good. Yeah, for those who are starting to scream cheating at the, <laughs> at the speaker right now. Yeah. We'll see you in the comments section. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to ask you about the the energy level how how is that detected and what kind of i don't know what kind of metrics go into determining the energy level of a song because that was something that that surprised me i hadn't looked at mixed in key for a while and coming back Mm -hmm. to it seeing that that functionality was there and some of us in the room here use the the star rating system you know and like in tractor or whatever where you kind of manually assign a a, an energy level Um, and this kind of does that part as well so how does that work so the energy level I'm not, I don't know the main algorithm that goes into it because I'm not a developer, so sure. I don't know like the, the specific algorithm that goes into it. I understand. But overall though, it's uh, basically, it looks at the higher frequencies of the song. The more elements, you ha- like usually, the more elements you have in the higher frequencies, the more energy the, that song is gonna have. That makes sense. Like, such as, like yeah. drums, you know, and the synth stabs things like that. So it's a busy you know, the overall uh, spectrum and then gives like a, a number from one to 10. And then like, it's like, like the energy level. And it's, it's one of the, the things that people I actually ask a lot about, like the energy level, how does, how does that work? And then, you know, I have, a, I have this song that, you know, for me, it's a number five energy level and mixing keys detecting is number eight. You know, so it, it's really like subjective too. Sure. So well, that know. makes sense. We, so we like, try to give it like a, um, some some sort of um, uh, like a, like a base, you know, for you to yeah uh, base there. Yeah, a point of reference. Yeah. yeah, sure. So I'm I'm imagining yeah, yeah. the the tracks that I add in Tractor that load in a deck and look 
really bright in the middle are probably the ones that are going to get higher energy ratings. Is that a fair comparison in, in general? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in general, yes. It's at least as a starting. Yeah, I know you, you probably can't give well, everything away <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing about uh, the the workflow in mixed and key is as it was going through and analyzing those 250 songs that I was testing with, it popped up a uh, note, a little note there for one of your other products, and it said that this sound file could be improved and it showed you know how many times that the signal clipped and stuff like that so uh, i think that was leading into uh was platinum, platinum notes? notes yeah so how does what platinum is platinum notes. notes and how does that work and and maybe any of the other uh products that mixed in key has going on if platinum notes is, is a tool that i actually um started using when i started djing as well aside with mixing key so Platinum Notes, what it does is uh, it takes all your songs, it analyzes it, and it compresses or decompresses your song for uh, to have like an average volume okay. to be oh. throughout your whole library. So you know, so you don't have to be me messing up with your, like your gain reduction on your mixer. Oh, that's you know? nice. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize so that's that, what that did. Yeah, when yeah. I read it, that's why I was like, "Ooh, I uh, should maybe get this." Yeah. So if the song is too, uh, it's too quiet, it will compress to make it louder. If the song is too loud, it will decompress to make it, you know, uh, cool. quieter. It will be on the same average volume level. Okay. You can like change the the volume level on the on the settings. So. Um, you know, it, it does like multi multi band compression. We use like this isotope uh, algorithm. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a real deal but stuff. It's a pretty awesome yeah. uh, plugin. I've been using it for a while. And so that actually modifies the the source file. Correct? No, it doesn't. File? It actually no. creates a new file. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Okay. So it doesn't mess around if you're like but, if you're with the source file at all. So you you know you have, you have like no. It doesn't mess around with it. In other words, we're not talking about adding metadata or a tag to, to an existing file. We're actually yeah. manipulating audio and coming out with a new Yes, MP3. it comes up with a new file, completely okay. new file. So. Great. So what would you say would be the, uh, uh, the most underrated or, yeah. uh, uh, or lesser known, like, quality or feature within mixed in key like what what like if if somebody's listening to this and they 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 come in they buy it and they analyze all of their tracks and they they so now they've got all the keys but what else can it do that most people just overlook a feature well i think with the new version we just had like a new update 8.1 yep. yep. 8.1 and we have, um, it, it varies a lot because people use mixing key for different things. Sure. But we do have a new feature. It's uh, the tags uh, tab. Not sure if you guys looked at that. Yeah, checked it out. It, it, it's basically, it edits all the metadata for you of the track. So it cleans like all the metadata. So if you have like oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, a bunch of like free downloads, you know, free download, whatever, free right. downloads. So you can like just, uh, mass change all that just so you just input you just input free download and then you change it for whatever you want or just like delete it yeah so it does like you know, find so and replace cool. operations and stuff like that yeah all those all those comments yeah. that say purchased at b port yeah. yes <laughs> right. yes exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. so you can just, just erase it everything at once you know okay very cool using that yeah, so cool. it, it's, a, it's a new feature we have like uh this program is called metabliss that's pretty much what it does and uh, so you just embed it into mix and key. So oh, okay. that's so that's pretty much it. Awesome. It's ID three metadata um, organizer. Yeah, yeah, because you can never be too organized or too clean with with that uh -huh. data. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I've I've gotten you know some slim shady files in the past, you know, from friends or whatever, and yeah. you know, as soon as I go to load it up, and like there's not even an artist name, it's all like yeah. crammed into the title, and I'm yeah, like ah! a bunch of underscores. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Um, <laughs> so to kind of dig into uh, uh, just to, to just to get controversial just a little bit, so like. A good portion of our uh, of our listeners, you know, and DJ culture in general, like there's, you know, we, we kind of touched on all of this earlier where, you know, 
you talk about things like the sync button and and you even made uh, uh, mention of uh, something that is what most people who are in favor of the sync button uh, you know say as a defense of it is that you know by using these tools it opens up you know a lot of freedom for you to do something else but uh, you know we're still always going to have this uh, portion of our uh, of our culture that is going to say no any shortcut is going to be cheating and <laughs> and what and by using all of this software that's what we're all doing is right. cheating you know so uh, I'm sure that you guys have gotten your your fair share of that kind of criticism so <laughs> what is uh, what is Yakov's yourself and mixed in keys uh, uh, response to to that kind of criticism in general yeah, it's, it's funny. I was actually talking to Yakov about this today because <laughs> I told him I was doing the interview today. Yeah. And we had like a quick meeting. Um, so uh, we talked about this question and basically his response to us that it, it's actually my response as well, that things evolve, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's impossible. You can't just like stay in the past. You know, things evolve. We have like an iPhone now. We have like a Mac. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the same way, you know, and uh, but it's it's like historically, though, in the music industry or any industry, really, uh, whenever something new comes up, people are always going to criticize it. You know, take, for example, Uber, you know, like right, the text yeah. uh, cabs, like they hate it because it's like cheaper. But it's the way it is, you know, the way the market is. It's the same thing with the music industry, like in the past. Like in the past, if you wanted like to produce like a song, like an album, you would have to go like to the studio and like book studio time, pay like a lot. You have like you needed like a record, like a record company, like a label to um, print your album, and then. And now all you need it. is a MacBook and a Symphonic account. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so when, when like Ableton came and all these like these dolls came in, right. there was a lot of criticism because they're like, "Wow, there's all, all this computer stuff, you know? It's like cheating too." Because so it's it's the same way, you know. It's um, there's always going to be criticism, but our response is that things evolve and we just keep evolving with them, and then we give people tools that they actually use it. And it, it it helps, you know, in the DJ community. That's that, that that's our biggest goal, like to help people. You know, we built Odyssey to help uh, people understand more about music production, you know, and music music theory. And uh, so uh, it's the same thing, you know. Right. Absolutely. Well, James, I'm conscious of your time, but I I would like to ask yeah. you if you have any uh, tips or tricks for either for new DJs or uh, and or if you have any kind of advanced techniques that we could use mixed in key for. Do you have anything well, to uh, um, share with our listeners? Well, for uh, overall, it's just a uh, study, study, and practice twice more. Mm -hmm. you study. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, that's what I've been. You know, that's what I did when I first started. And then that's what I do now, you know, with everything in life, pretty much. So um, there's a lot of research. When I first started DJing, um, you know, I didn't know anything about music at all. And then I had to really dig deep into it. When I first started producing music, too, it was the same thing. I didn't know, like, where the C was on the keyboard, you know? So, <laughs> right, right. I, I know, right? So... Um, <clears throat> Uh, you just have to study, you know, you, you learn things. And uh, as far as advanced techniques, it's, um, we actually have this book called, it's an ebook called Beyond Beat Matching. It's like a free ebook that you can read on a mixing key website. Okay. And they have a lot of uh, cool articles there. And then we, all, uh, we also have the new community website. It's the uh, community.mixingkey.com. We have a lot of uh, tools there as well. Have like articles about music business, marketing, uh, advanced techniques of DJing. Actually, we have a new tab with all these articles. They're like really cool advanced tips, like for energy level, power block mixing. Okay. Uh, you know, all like advanced techniques using the Camelot wheel. You know, because there are like different ways that you can use it, aside from just like you know um, playing adjacent. Adjacent keys, like or the same keys, they're like different 
things that you can do like to add more energy to the to your mix so that's yeah i'm cool. really looking looking forward to to diving into that stuff because i'm i'm really interested in, in in getting real nerdy with it and checking out <laughs> what, what kind of stuff you can do just based on the data mm -hmm. and mixedinkey.com is the url where we can yes. purchase the software yes mixedinkey.com yes okay great and then we have uh, we actually have this sale going on right now okay for our entire bundle we have a 51% discount, so it's pretty awesome. Wow. Nice. And you get, you get like Mixing Key, Odyssey, Platinum Notes, Meshup, uh, what else? Flow 8 back. And then the Harmonic Mixing ebook as well. It comes with it. Okay. It's for uh, 149 bucks. Wow. And okay. it comes with links for both Mac and Windows. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, I can I can vouch for um, Odyssey especially because I've been a mixed in key user for a while, but um, especially as I've been focusing a lot more on on production. So if anybody out is out there trying to write music, Odyssey is really really cool. Like um, you know, uh, not to go back into that whole cheating thing, but like <laughs> you know, it, it really is pretty cool because it, for anybody who. Um, who wants to check it out, Odyssey acts like a scratch pad, basically. Okay. You know, before, what I was doing was, like, I would use my phone and, like, just kind of, like... Exactly. You know, and I would, like, you know, just make weird noises into my phone and or I would, like, jot down, like, all these ideas on... on post-it notes and then all of a sudden i've got post-it notes everywhere and what 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 is really cool about um odyssey is it lets you bring all of that in and gives you the tools to just kind of bang out an idea really quick and then export yeah. those ideas via midi and you can import the midi directly into your daw of choice oh, okay. so like for all of you producers out there i mean I, I'm, I'm telling you it's it's a really cool um, tool. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I have a lot of secrets. I have a lot of secret action. Um, our next software that we're going to release is going to be a VST and Audio Unit version of Odyssey. Shut up. Shut up and take my money. Trent's <laughs> <laughs> already sweating with excitement over there. <laughs> out soon uh, we're like in the final stages of developing it but uh it's it's gonna be a series of plugins that instead of you know having like for your workflow instead of having like a, a different platform you can just do everything like inside the ableton or inside oh. logic you know? so <laughs> you just it's gonna be you know it's gonna be pretty fun Nice. Right. Right. Concerned, you know. um, Some of our we, listeners will be very excited to hear that. For that. And, and that's uh, the bundle, the software bundle. How can our listeners get a hold of that? Is that is there a direct link for that, or is that a coupon code thing, or how's that work? Uh, you can go to mixingkey.com, and then when uh, you click on purchase mixing key, it will give you like the option to purchase the bundle as well. So you know, on the shopping cart, you will be able to see that. Okay. We will link to that as well as the uh, harmonic mixing free ebook. Yeah. Uh, in the show notes. And uh, James, we thank you so much for joining us today on the Passionate DJ Podcast. Thank you guys. Hopefully, we can talk again soon. For sure. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ciao. All right. Thanks, James. Thank you. Bye. -bye.
mixingkey.com that it it takes uh it's called harmonic mixing i think not sure but yeah i should know this yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um the- oh, did we lose him god. god i look like powder <laughs> <laughs> Most throwing off the, uh, throwing off the, <laughs> the contrast ratio, the white balance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so does he just like? Do I have to send him another invite back, or uh, you should be able to call him right back? Can well, you? I see James down there, so I don't okay. know if it'll. Oh. And, hey, oh. there he is. Can you hear us, James? Oh my God! Yeah. Hey, there we go. Oh, yeah. hey, so no basically, my uh, cat dropped my uh, Wi-Fi modem. James, we thank you for for creating our um, outtake for this episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> yeah, we didn't plan for cats. Yeah. <laughs>